At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. So, we've been on relationships. We talked about mothers on Sunday. Man, it was a great service, just a great time, great gathering on Sunday. And um, I shared some things just directly. The, the, the message, you know, anytime you hear a word, and, and, but you can always receive that for yourself if you're not a mother, if you're a man. doesn't matter, right? You can receive the word, but we were talking to mothers, and so I've told you on these Wednesday nights, you know, unless God gives me something different, I'm just continuing from the, from the Sunday, and I'm going to continue a little bit, but I want to I focus on something that I said on Sunday at the end of my message, when I read the passage out of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting with verse 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. We don't war. Even though we walk in the flesh, we live and operate in the flesh, but we don't war according to the flesh. And um, Tonight, I'm, I'm going to talk about how to war. First, we have to know what that word is and what it means, and we're going to define it what, it, what the actual meaning in the Greek is of that word war. But we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about how to war, because what, why I interjected that on Sunday was for mothers how to war for their children. Yeah. Mothers how to war for their children their grandchildren, how to war for them. But tonight, we're interjecting this and talking about everybody. Yes, for the mothers, but this is for everybody. How do you war? And I want to read two passages that, well, a passage and then a scripture that I read on Sunday. First one was John 16 and verse 12. I still have many things, Jesus said, to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take of what is Mine and declare it to you. Meaning, after He left... They all thought they would be without him, but you're not going to be without him because you're going to have the one that's going to tell you everything I said. And that's you and me today. So what we talked about on Sunday was, for mothers, you cannot be an effective mother without help. And there's no greater helper than the helper of the Holy Spirit. And he said, here, his job is to reveal all truth to you constantly. And, and I think around here, we talk about it enough that we at least know what it says. He said, all things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that He, Holy Spirit, will take of mine and declare it unto you. But you notice Jesus kept always, always conferring with the fact that He only did what Father said. Always. So Holy Spirit is revealing to Jesus what Father said, and then Jesus only said what Father said, so Holy Spirit is here revealing to us what Father said through Jesus. 
by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.16, the Spirit Himself bears witness with, say, my spirit. Okay? So I'm talking tonight to you. The Spirit Himself bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. And, and what, what, so, okay, I'm a child of God, so what does that mean? Do, if you have children, do your children have privileges? Everybody's a child. Do you have privilege in your parents' house that no one else has? Yeah. I mean, it should be that way. I mean, maybe, maybe it's not that way in everybody's house, but that's the way it should be. You've got rights, but if you had rights and you didn't take them because you acted like you weren't good enough to receive it, then you'd have all these rights, but you weren't using them. And in, if you read John 14, 15, and 16, that's what he's trying to get over to his disciples because uh, John's a shorter chapter, so it's not too long and he's going to be gone. And he's trying to get over to them, you need me, and you need to know what I'm going to leave you, and you need to know that I will never leave you and forsake you. All the things that, that His Word says that He will do, just know I'm going to take care of you, but you got to know it. And if you don't put out any effort for it and you don't act like, I mean, in a lot of ways we can think that we don't deserve it, we don't, we, we've made too many mistakes, we've all these things that the enemy tries to convince us to keep us because where I'm going to go in this next passage We've got to realize he already had it set up for us to win. Yeah, that's right. We just sang about it, right? The blood caused us to be victorious, right? Everything that he that that everything that he had planned for us has already been given to us. We have to learn how to receive that. We have to learn how to receive that. But he made some statements in the Scripture that I feel like sometimes it looks like the Bible's contradicting itself. Because if you, when, when I said that on Sunday and I said we can't, we can't say much more about the warring, I could just see everybody going, okay, well, what are you talking about? And so, that's why this week I felt like, no, we got to bring this. we got to talk about this. Because the first thing that you think of, if you think about, well, we got a war for this. Oh, my God, we got to get, we got to get, we got to get emotional, and we got to get down and dirty, and we got to, we got to, you know, I mean, we got to roll up our sleeves, and, and somewhat, but he said, Though we walk in the flesh, we don't war in the flesh. So my warring is not in the flesh, right? So if it's not in the flesh, it's in the what? In the spirit. And so we see passages of Scripture. I'm going to read three passages here regarding this. And the other two, you you may not even think it has to do with warring, but it does because there's a balance to warring. There, there, there's a balance. 
Jesus said one of the greatest places for you to be is in his rest. Well, man, we can't be worn and resting, right? We've got to change the way we think about specific words. The greatest place to war is in rest. The greatest place for you and I to war for whatever in life. Let's just take Sunday that we talked about with mothers. The best way to war for your children is to be in the rest of God. The best way. So we're going to just let the Scripture do the talking. Amen? So back to verse 3 of 2 Corinthians 10. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not of the flesh, the natural weapons, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. That's good scripture right there. <laughs> you're, you're fine. Don't think another thing about it. <clears throat> if you're going to be interrupted by the phone, it might as, might as well be with scripture, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so he said, so, so he said, that didn't bother me at all, okay? I'm right online. So there's a couple of things that he's saying here. There's a bunch of stuff he said here, but there's a couple of things that we're going to focus on right here. So my warring has to be something that is done in, in the flesh. That, that, that word war in the Greek, okay, is a, it's a military word, and it's to contend with carnal inclinations, to contend with carnal inclinations. It, it, it's, a, it's a military word. Um, when, the other day, when we were talking about, on uh, Sunday, when we were talking about submission, I said that that word submission, and I, I read out of um, Ephesians 5 and 21, where it says, submit one to another in the fear of the Lord. That word submission there is a military word. And I made the point that it's not like in, 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 in the military, it's not like submitting during peacetime, you know, when nothing's really going on. It's submitting during wartime when you need to cover each other's back and you need to be doing what the leader's telling you to do so we're on the same mission accomplishing something and getting the job done, correct? Yeah, that's good. And what I, what I feel like in this passage in 2 Corinthians that he's saying is, he said, warring there, he said, we don't even though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. And, and the warring part, when you and I are battling for certain things in the natural, your soul can be going 
everywhere. And the definition of this word is, even though we live in the flesh, we have a soul, we have areas of our soul that want to run wild, and something difficult happens, and we get into fear, and all of a sudden, first thoughts are all kinds of other things other than the Word of God. He's saying, okay, but your warring can't be done from the soul, from unrenewed ideas and thoughts that don't line up with the Word. So the way we war is we bring, he said, he said that they're, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Ways of thinking that have been set in us that are lies. And you will never get rid of those ways of thinking in your life if you don't daily replace those thoughts and ideas with what God is thinking about a situation. It's constant. He said, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. I'm, I'm... willing to say that you and I both don't know how many negative thoughts we have every single day. Every day. And how the negative thoughts, what they're after is to get you to focus on the negative and what's not happening, get you discouraged by that, and get you to back off and back away, get tired. A lot of times when your soul is just overdone with thoughts and attacks of the mind, you, you, your body just wants to like go take a nap. It wants to back off. It, it, it wants to give up. And, and all of that attitude on a day-to-day basis what it takes to be delivered of that is to become a doer of the Word. Now, in our, in our, in our uh, class that we taught this year on uh, uh, building a daily routine, I gave everybody in the class these five components that build a daily routine that produces. Number one, you must hear the Word. You must actively, continuously be hearing the Word of God. You're hearing it right now. With, with the technology, you can download messages anywhere at any time, and in, and in a lot of cases, especially at Gates of the City, they're free. You need to be playing Word and listening to Word. That doesn't mean you're sitting and taking notes every time you listen to Word. Just play it. It'll do something to your spirit, man. The second thing that has to happen in building a daily routine is there has to be a regimen of confession. I was, for some reason, on the phone all day today. Well, not all day, but most of the day. But all of it, most of it was ministry. And a lot of it 
was ministry to people that don't have a daily routine. And the one thing that most people that don't have a daily routine, that don't believe what we teach here, I mean, it's taught everywhere, lots of places. But most people don't believe in confessing the Word. Having a daily routine of confession to where you're hearing yourself say what God's Word says is true so that it gives the Holy Spirit that we just read about in John 16 the ability to reveal to you what God really wants you to know. And most people just don't really... So many people that I meet have never given it enough time. Maybe they've heard it preached or talked about, but they don't give it enough time. Because from confession of the Word, what automatically begins to be developed in your life is a meditation and a studying of that Word. You'll start doing that. You'll do it more and more. You'll, you'll naturally study. You, you don't have to have all kinds of books out and you'd be in an office somewhere to study. You can study while you're driving down the road. I mean, don't, don't have an open book and looking over here and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm meaning, you know, you, you can study and meditate on the Word while you're driving. You know, it, it, it's, we, we got, we've got to get our minds fixed on what this really looks like. Because from that, it's, it, it will turn into a life of prayer, okay? But what it's ultimately there for is to be a doer of the Word when you need the Word coming out of your mouth and you believe the Word that's coming out of your mouth. Confessing the Word and doing the Word are not 100% different, but they're two totally different actions. Because confession of the Word, what I'm doing is, I'm renewing my mind and, and I'm hearing myself declare what God says is so. And it's helping me to have my mind renewed and change the way I think. Being a doer of the Word is when you're in a situation and all of a sudden something happens. And now your mind is being attacked in the midst of this situation with negative thoughts God wants you to attack those things and replace those thoughts with faith-filled words that have come from the inside of you, from the Holy Spirit, not just off the top of your head. Because in, in, in this faith world, a lot of times what I think people have thought that is being taught is that you have a difficult situation going on, so I'm going to throw a bunch of word at this trying to fix it and trying to get done and trying to get fixed. But it doesn't work like it. It's not a magic show. See, if you, if you are spending time, like if, if you were going into a math class and you were taking math and Joey was teaching you math, which he's a good math teacher, if he was teaching you math, okay, you would hear him talk about math first. Then he would give you homework to go what? Study, right? And I don't know about you, and, I, and it maybe it doesn't totally apply with math, but it does with the Word of God. With me, when, when I'm reading anything, I need to read out loud. I need to hear myself reading so I can retain it, right? 
So he gives the homework, and then you think, well, I, I heard that. I, I don't need to do that. That's what happens to most people. So they hear word. They hear, hear, hear. Their whole life they hear. I know people have been hearing the word for 40 years, and they've done nothing with it. It won't work. You can't be a doer of something you don't believe in. You can't be a doer of something that you just have, a, you, you can make mental assent to. You, you understand it in your head, but you've never practiced it when it came to difficult situations. He said, bring every thought captive. <laughs> every thought captive to the obedience of the Word. Christ is the anointed one, the living Word. You bring that to obedience to the living Word. How can you know what the truth about a situation that you're battling with and, and your mind is screaming and the enemy is attacking you with all these thoughts and ideas and, and you're, trying to, you know, you're trying to do this, we're, we're get in a defensive role and it's like we have a shield trying to block every little thing. He wants us on the offense with the sword of the Spirit. But you're not going to be on the offense of it if you're not taking it serious and applying it to your life every day, nobody can develop faith for you but you. Comes from the Word, hearing the Word, Holy Spirit revealing it, but only you can do something about it for you. I can help you, I can pray for you, I can teach you, I can cuddle you, whatever. I, I can do whatever. But that's not going to make it happen if you don't take what you're being given and do something with it. He said, bring every thought captive. I'm telling you, we have to war for this. Now, I said that, and I want to read these other two passages. This is what Jesus said. Come to me, all you who labor. Uh, we're, uh, I'm in Matthew 11, sorry. Matthew 11 and verse 28. He said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I'm gentle, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. The greatest place to war is in a place of rest. But how do you get there? He said, come to Him. Who's Him? The Word. Come to the Word. Come to Him. Come to the Word. He said, take my yoke. In other words, a, a yoke on an ox is has two places, to, or I guess it may be three or can go more, but, but the yokes I've seen have two, and it's for two ox, and, and you're to be yoked with that. He wants you to come and be yoked with Him, and so that, see, if you're yoked with Him and you're doing what He wants, then you're not out here trying to make it happen on your own. He said, take my yoke upon you and, and learn this from me, learn from the Word. I'm gentle and lowly of heart, and I will give you, you, you will find rest for your soul. How do you do that? Hearing the Word, confessing the Word, meditating and studying the Word, praying the Word, 
and learning how to be a doer of the Word in the moment. Now, my last passage, Ephesians 6, and then I want to tie this whole thing, these three passages together. Ephesians 6 and verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes or the tricks of the devil. And the only tricks that the devil has up his weak little sleeve, right, is thoughts and ideas and stuff that he throws at your soul to try to get you to believe that what you see in the natural, whatever it is that you see, feel, taste, or touch in the natural is more real than the promise of God. That's all he has. He has nothing else. Why? Put on the whole armor of God, he said, that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the tricks, the schemes, the lies of the devil. We wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. That's not our fight. Though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh, right? Here he said, we do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Notice those again. Against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. He's got four groups of people, four groups of demons, not people, four groups of demons that work overtime to make your life a shambles, to ruin your life. And the only way that your life can be ruined is that you give in to his schemes, his tricks, his lies, instead of you be doing on a daily basis what you need. Now watch this. And as you're developing this in your life, then each and every day that something rises up that's trying to get the best of you, from the inside of you, from your conscience, your conscience is the voice of your spirit. Your human spirit and the Holy Spirit are one, and He's talking to you, and, it, and, it, and, and He's talking to you from within. And it affects your head and your thinking, but He's talking to you from a totally different source. And we've got to understand how to hear that source. And you will never learn how to hear that source if you're not hearing yourself declare every day things that he thinks are so. So, if God had a, if God had a book, which he does, it's called the Bible, but if he had a book at, 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 you know, at a library and it was, uh, it was uh, the how-tos of, of something in life and it's from God, okay? I mean... How many people do you think, I mean, they, they go and say, and, and there was an advertisement on the, on the, the front window of, uh, you know, a bookstore or something. Hey, in here, it's the, the how-to of uh, how to build a house, and, and it's a how-to book written by God. 
Okay? God built it? Yeah. And, uh, and if you'll just get the book and you'll open it and you'll spend time in it, you'll learn how to be a doer of building a house from the master. Hmm? From the master builder. Right? And, and that's what the Bible is. It's a, it's a how-to from God to overcome in the midst of pressure. And there's pressure everywhere. And, and, and I'll just tell you what I'm sensing, okay, internally. That there's a greater peace that is manifesting every single day because of what I've done. What have I done? I've spent my whole life making sure, especially in the last 10 years, that, this, that I do these five things. Maybe I'm not good enough over here. Maybe I don't have enough of this. Maybe I've not accomplished enough here. I've, I've done all these things and seen all this stuff happen or whatever. Maybe I'm not, but I've done this. And today, in the midst of a world and a planet where there's more unrest that, we've, that I've ever known in the natural realm that I've ever known in my, in my life, there is on the planet right now, and all I'm getting is peace. But the peace is, it, it's not me throwing Scripture at all the turmoil, it's the Scripture that I declare that's become real, and every time, I mean, I mean did I say that I'm sensing there's never going to be any more turmoil in the earth. No, 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 that, that goes against the Word. The Bible says in the last days there's darkness and deep darkness will be on the people. But the Lord. <laughs> huh? But my God. But the one that's living on the inside of me. And I'm, I'm sensing Him because of what I've done here. And, and I mentioned like 10 years. You don't have to do something 10 years. You just be faithful and it, and it just begins to happen. And you become a doer of the Word. You become a doer from in here. And, and someone says, well, well, you know, how do you do that? Well, you know, if you'll walk with me every day, if you'll just stay next to me, I'll show you how a situation will arise. This morning, I was somewhere in San Antonio, or almost to San Antonio, and I was dealing with a car. And I was dealing with people and a car, <laughs> and, and having to get a car fixed, and, and, and dealing with people, and a car, and people, and a car. And I could mm, just feel it, you know? And, uh, and, and it just, and it got, and, and, it, and it got to the point where they were going to make me do something that I didn't want to do. But I looked at the guy, and I, see, because it's like the Holy Spirit is, I'm standing there in this situation, okay? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be, you, you, you know, when, when you walk with God, nobody walks over you. 
People don't walk on you. People don't take advantage of you when you do it God's way. But am I going to let something that's going on destroy or try to, try to hinder this peace that I have in here? Am I going to let any circumstance? I say no, but I say no from where I've come from, and I just say in the last 10 years. Because in the previous 10 years, there was hit and miss situations and times that things like that happened. But I didn't always confess the word consistently on a day-to-day basis. I confessed the word. I prayed the word. I believed the word. I was doing the word, okay? I, I was t- attempting to be a doer of the word in situations. But there were too many situations with fear that would get the best of me. And one day, God just said, I was right back in that corner right there. We were teaching, uh, we were teaching the class on, what was it? What's the book? Huh? Believer's Authority by Brother Hagen. I was right back there, and I was teaching that class, and I was in the first chapter of the book. And my whole, my whole life changed that night. I almost couldn't even finish teaching because of what came to me about being a doer of the Word and where it comes from and how it, how it manifests itself in me. Not, it's not something that I'm going to say enough stuff and do enough stuff and it's just going to happen. It, it, it's what I'm doing daily to make myself aware of the will of the Father. That's what Jesus spent 30 years doing. He spent 30 years knowing the will of the Father. And when it came time for him to leave his mother's side and step into his calling in life, he was ready. And he had to remind people and he had to remind himself all the time. Why did Jesus go and pray so much? Because there was temptation in his flesh to do things other ways than what Father wanted. And we saw it in in a huge way in the garden. Father, if there be any other way, but not my will. So that meant his will was something different than Father's. But yours be done. What was he doing right there? He was doing himself. He was doing the Word. When he was tempted in the wilderness, the devil comes to him and says, all the, no, no, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. That's what the devil needed to hear right then. He was doing the Word that he spent 30 years developing on the inside of him. If you don't think Jesus didn't have to develop, then you're deceived. If you think Jesus just had it because he was the Son of God, you're deceived. He didn't come here to become something he already was. He came here to become the Son of Man. He had to be the perfect example. He had to learn just like we did. That's why he had to be born into the earth. But he had, he had, to, be, he had to learn and experience everything that you and I have experienced and yet overcome it, and he did because he chose to. And that's what you and I have to do each and every day. We have to choose 
to become doers of the Word. I, I used to hear people say that, and I would hear it like this. You have to be a doer of the Word. Yes, God, you better do the Word. I mean, I mean, that wasn't necessarily what people were saying, but I would hear it that way. No, no, I'm saying to you, you have the privilege and the honor to learn to step into His rest and learn how to be a doer of the Word. And, and, and from that place of rest, I mean, you can, you know, I won't do it, but, you know, if Joey's the devil and you want to just smack him, man, from that place of rest, yeah. you're just sitting on a bench and you're just kind of... And, and the devil, get, he'll get right in front of him. Boom, 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 boom. You just smack him all day long with the Word of God. Yeah, that's right. Just smacking him with the Word. Not the flesh. We just read no flesh, no flesh. We walk in the flesh. We live in the flesh. We have to deal with the flesh. We've got to deal with all the things that are out there. But we don't war. And, and, and what was the definition I gave you of warring? To contend with carnal inclinations. And that pretty much covers all the carnal. <laughs> Any carnal inclination that you contend with, you have to war against. With the Word of God, by the Holy Spirit, as a result of word you've heard preached, word you've been confessing, word you've been meditating and studying, word you've been learning how to pray. And and, and, and I want to say this, and this isn't some exhaustive study, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm done here in just a couple of minutes. This isn't some exhaustive study on this, and we'll teach more on it. But you've got, you've got to get it individually. A person has to get a hold of what I'm talking about tonight. You have to take what I've been saying, and the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you about how real that this relationship has to be. You can, and I don't say this in a negative way, I'm just saying this, this, this is the way it can be and it happens this way a lot. You can be born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost, pray in other tongues, go to church, you can confess the Word, you can sometimes meditate on the Word, but you don't allow the meditation and the study of what it is that you're getting from God. Because if you're confessing the Word, then you're aware of it. And you're aware, if you're confessing, if you're confessing something on a day-to-day -day basis like, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. If you're saying that every day, okay, that's part of your daily confession. I promise you, you face fear more than once a day in some form or another, in the soul, in the mind, okay? You have to, as you're confessing that word, you're hearing yourself say that, and it's a seed that's going inside of you that is beginning to take root and grow up. But you've got to continue to water that. You've got to study it, because what will happen is, Man, you, you'll confess it one day, and all of a sudden, God will show you something, and you go, what was that other scripture? Man, that is so good. i got to find that. Well, I don't have time. You just missed it.
See, see, it's not this huge demand. It's just learning to pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is revealing as a result of what you're hearing and you're confessing. See, you're giving Him something to reveal to you. He's the revealer, not me, not not anybody else. He's the revealer. But the Bible says those things won't happen if you don't hear the word preached. Faith won't be developed without hearing the word preached. And at the end of the day, if we don't allow ourselves to stop the thought processes of the enemy, if we don't make the decision to stop the thought processes of the, processes of the enemy, the lies, the fear comes and you've been confessing that and, and God's showing you something about that, there's nothing wrong with you turning around in a, in a fear situation and declaring, no, 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 wait, 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 okay. I know what the Word says. I'm declaring right now, Father, you have not given me fear, but power, love, and a sound and a well-balanced mind. I'm not giving in to this. Boom, you, you feel it again. Well, man, I confessed the Scripture. Why didn't it go away? See, it's, you're not confessing the Word in those moments when you're not really believing it. You're not confessing the Word to remove the situation because it's not going to go without faith. You're confessing the Word to change the way you think so that faith gets developed so that over time, that doesn't mean you, don't, you, don't, you stop doing that. You keep doing it, right? You, 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 you're confessing every day, greater is He that is in me than he that's in the world. A situation that looks greater than God comes up against you. You think, it's impossible. I can't do anything with it. Oh, wait a minute. Greater is He in me than anything that's in the world is what it's actually saying in that passage. No matter what comes at me in the world, greater is He that's in me. Father, I thank You right now. I just, I'm bombarded with this. I'm not sure what to do with it. I'm, I feel fearful over this situation. But right now, Lord, I'm honoring You. I'm thanking You that You're greater than this situation that I'm facing. I don't understand it. I still feel emotional about it. I still feel like I'm beat up with it right now, but I'm choosing to honor You and acknowledge the fact that You're real in this situation. And if you don't practice the Word like that in situations, you'll never become a doer that sees fruit. Never. I'm not going to be, and I don't want you to be, like some of the casualties in the body of Christ that I've seen over the years because people backed away because it didn't look like it was working. So in essence, what that means is because I didn't see something when I wanted to see it, that means that God's a liar. God can't lie. So if he hadn't given you fear, then there's not any fear that I have to take. But I have to choose not to take it. But I don't choose not to take it just, oh, I'm going to stop it. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. That's not going to do it. It's going to come from, 
what you've been speaking on a day-to-day basis. And you're going to get more comfortable in attacking something with the Word in the moment. And what will happen is over time, you'll see the stuff just flee. Why? Because all of a sudden you realized, I got that from not just something I remembered that I was confessing. I got that from God. God gave me the Word I needed to be speaking right here. And that, that fear left. It had no place to remain and stay. What we're talking about is warring in this life for anything and everything that God wants. It's a military term to contend with carnal inclinations with faith in God. Faith and trust that the Word is more real than anything I feel, see, or things appear to be. And what it creates is this peace and rest internally You don't even have to yell. You can stand there with your hands in your pocket and say, devil leave. Fear? Mm -mm. Gone. I mean, how, how many times did Jesus just speak one word? Because he believed the word. He believed what he said was going to happen. Huh? Be healed. Two words. Done. Why? Because he already knew what from Father what needed to be said. He didn't have to quote half the Bible. Right? But you and I need to be <laughs> speaking a lot of the Bible on a day-to-day basis, refreshing ourselves. That's what he did. Spending time listening to God and praying to God. And just a lot of times... God loves it when you come to Him and thank Him for things. Father, I, man, I just thank You for the, the breath I'm breathing today. Amen? I just thank You I'm alive. I thank You I'm alive. I thank You I'm well. I'm, I thank You for this. I thank You for that. I thank You, thank You, thank You. Lord, I just thank You. The Bible says come to Him with thanksgiving in your heart. Huh? Let your requests be made known to God. Father, You know I have need of these things. You ever ask God for something? I have. But you know what I end up doing? After I've asked him for it, then I thank him for it every day. Lord, I thank you. That's mine. I thank you. I'm, I'm free of this. Thank you. I'm debt free. I thank you. I'm, whatever it would be, whatever the situation. Lord, I thank you that what we prayed and what we declared, I thank you that I'm healed in my body. I am healed, healthy, and whole in the name of Jesus. Thanking him for it. I, I really wish that God had made it a whole lot more practical he made it really easy, but, but it's, a lot of times it's not practical. God, I just want to have to say five scriptures, huh? pray something three days in a row, and whammo, whammo. No, it's not about anything like that because it, what it's about is relationship. He wants us to have relationship. He wants us to believe in Him. He wants us to believe that what He's promised you, it will come to pass. Can you say amen tonight? That we walk in the flesh. We don't war according to the flesh. I'd encourage you to take those three passages tonight and look at the balance of those three passages that I gave you tonight and allow yourself to see yourself in those and how, and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you how
to war for anything and everything that you deal with in life and from that place of rest. There's no greater place than the place of rest where we have learned from Him, we're doing it His way, we're yoked with Him, we're connected to Him, so what we're following through on is what He wants. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.